بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزان علمك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين Alhamdulillah, we have Tawfiq to continue our study of followership. We have so far mentioned taqwa or piety and sincerity as two important characteristics of good followers. Inshallah, in this session, I would like to talk about few things because we have only six sessions and we have already had two of them, so uh, we have to speed up. One is that a good follower has to be loyal. Loyalty is very important, what we call Wafa. Inshallah, I will mention some hadith and then we will have, inshallah, an analysis. Before I go to hadith, I should mention that sometimes we use Wafa in the case of keeping your promise, al-wafa'u bil-wa'd, al-mu'minu idha wa'ada wafa'u. Mu'min, when makes a promise, would keep it. If you remember when we had lessons on Islamic morals, we talked about this, that it's very important to keep your promise. Even if you promise a child, <coughs> You must have mercy on children, love them, and when you promise them, you should keep your promise. Don't say, he's a child, he will forget. Or just, I want to keep him happy right now, but later I can find excuse. No. It's not important to whom you promise. When you promise, you have to be feeling responsible. You should have that much of honor for yourself that you keep your promise. If I don't keep my promise to you, it means I don't have enough respect for you, but also I don't have respect for myself. Yeah? So, keeping one's promise is one branch of Wafa. It's very important. And we very much need, especially in social life, especially in community, 
especially if you want to be good followers. You know, we don't have time to waste. Someone says, I will do this, and then you rely on that person, and after some time either forgets, or you know, delays, or doesn't do it, then you have to find another person. Time is lost, and sometimes you can never do it again. Sometimes things can be delayed, sometimes things can just totally be lost. When a mu'min promises, it means that has already carefully thought about this. You remember I told you, it seems some people think that making promise is wajib, keeping promise is mustahab. So, I feel responsible to make promises. You, you have problem, I promise to help you. You know, someone needs help, I say, you know, I promise. But then, I think if I do it, it's good, mustahab. If not, no problem. But it's the other way around. It's not wajib to keep, uh, make promise. Most of the time. If there is an obligatory thing, of course, whether you promise or not, you must do it. We don't have such a thing that you must promise if something is not obligatory. But when you promise, then it becomes necessary. You have to make sure that you keep your promise. Another branch of wafa is al-wafa'u bil-ahd. Which is different from al-wafa'u bil-wa'd. Yeah? Ahd means when we make a covenant, a treaty, a contract, an agreement. This promise is normally one way. I promise you or you promise me. But contract or agreement or ahd has at least two parties. So it's a kind of mutual promising. When we sign a contract or verbally commit ourselves to something, we should keep it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَأَوْفُوا بِالْعَهْدِ إِنَّ الْعَهْدَ كَانَ مَسْؤُولًا Surah Isra, verse 34. Be loyal. To your covenants, to your treaties, because this is something which is going to be asked about. So, whether it is a contract for job, whether it is a contract, I don't know, for a project, or whether it's an between two people who want to marry. Husband and wife, it's an act, it's very important. You should make sure that you observe and respect this act. But in addition to al wafa'u bil wahd and al wafa'u bil ahd, we have another thing that is 
a matter of loyalty to leaders, to community, loyalty, for example, to your family, loyalty to your teacher, there are a whole kind of groups and people to whom we should be loyal. In Akhlaq series in the Hose, we had a more detailed discussion about this. Let's go to the Hadith and inshallah then I will explain a little bit more. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فليفئ إذا وعده Whoever believes in God and the hereafter should promise, should keep his promise when he makes the promise. Should have wafa, should be loyal and keep his promise. Amir al-Mu'min alayhi salam said Al-wafa'u hisnu su'dad Loyalty is like a fortress for dignity. If you want to protect your dignity and dignity of the society and community and family, you need to be loyal. Unfortunately, sometimes people just look for short-term interests. They are part of something, but when they are better paid by other people, or I don't know, they find another thing that they think is an opportunity, they forget everything. But you are losing your honor and dignity, and you harm dignity and honor of your community. In another hadith, Amir al-Mu'mini said, Al-Wafa'u unwanu ghafoor al-deen wa quwwat al-amanah Wafa, loyalty, is the sign for a strength of faith and it's the power of trustworthiness. Amana. Quwwat al-amana. It's a sign for power of trustworthiness. In another hadith, Amir al-Mu'mini said, La ta'atamid. Don't rely on friendship of someone who is not loyal to his contracts. If someone is cheating his company, his boss, his manager, he will cheat you also. Don't think you know, he will cheat other people and with me will be loyal and honest. Because when there is no principle, it's just a matter of counting days. It will come to you. If someone can lie to other people, one day will lie to you. This is why, you know, we say, for example, for uh, witness, we say witness has to be adil, not just honest, not just truthful. Because you may say, what we need is that this person should tell the truth. It doesn't matter he is pray, praying or fasting or, you know, other things, drinking or not. 
he has to tell the truth. But we say no. If someone can make other wrong things, means there is no integrity. Maybe so far has not told lies, but tomorrow he can tell lies if it suits him, if there is something interesting that needs, you know, a little pressure or bribery, he may tell the lies. Therefore, we say he has to be adil, means not doing anything, so that there is integrity you can trust. Okay? So, don't rely friendship of someone who doesn't keep his promises, doesn't remain loyal to his covenants. Then there is a hadith from Imam Zainul Abidin alayhi salam. And it is one of my favorite hadiths. There are thousands of them. <laughs> MashaAllah, these hadiths are all beautiful. But this is really, you know, very special. Someone asked Imam Zainul Abidin alayhi salam, Akhbirni bi shara'i if for one year, every night you think about this hadith, it's worth it. One year, every night think about this hadith. Someone has gone to Imam Zainul Abedin, someone who has comprehensive knowledge. He has ilmul kitab, as we said in Imam, and says to Imam, Akhbirni bi jami'i Please inform me about all the rulings of religion, all rulings and regulations. Maybe he thought now Imam is going to give one hour lecture. But Imam salam said only three things. This is his insight, this is his knowledge. He mentioned three things that if you have them, all other things come. And if you don't have them, if you have any other thing, it would collapse. It's very important. Telling the truth. Inshallah, we will talk about this another night. To judge according to justice. Tell the truth and judge justly. And third, to be loyal to your covenants. These are jami'u shara'i Anything else should help achieving these things. My prayer, my fasting, my hajj, my zakat, homes, ziyara should show their fruits in these things. <laughs> 
And if na'uzubillah, I tell lies, and I do zulm, and I don't keep my promises, what's the benefit? Means I have not benefited at all from my religiosity. So really, we should think about this. Unfortunately, we have reduced Iman into performing some actions. Iman is not just performing some actions or having some doctrines in your mind. Iman is a kind of being, a kind of personality. Actions are part of it. Doctrines are part of it. But more than anything else, Iman should be seen in your heart and character. You cannot have character of Abu Sufyan and Muawiyah, but with the actions of Mu'minin, then say, I am a Mu'min. It's like a murderer who acts like your father. This doesn't change the reality if a murderer gives you some gifts or, you know, takes you to a school and buys for dress. He doesn't become your father. Because love is not there. He's deceiving you. So you see, Rafa is very, very important. It's not something marginal. In another hadith, this was from Imam Zain al-Abidin. We have another hadith from Imam Sadiq and this hadith is very important because it says that Wafa is one of those values which have no exceptions. They are universal. You know, one of the characteristics of moral system that Rasulullah brought us is that it has universalism. In which sense? There are different aspects to this universe. I mentioned only one. I had lecture on this before about moral excellence. We don't distinguish between friend and enemy. We don't discriminate against anyone when our fundamental values are concerned. For example, Adl, according to many, is the most fundamental value, justice. Is Adl only for friends? Is it ad only for family and community members, for mu'mineen, for Muslims, for believers? No. For everyone. Even with enemies of Allah, let alone your own personal enemies. Even with enemies of Allah, you have to be just. لا يجرمنكم شنعان قوم على ألا تعدلوا اعدلوا هو أقرب للتقوى do not let your hostility towards some people make you unjust. 
Can I tell you something? If Yazid for us is one of the most hated people. If Yazid has done 10 bad actions, you cannot say he has done 11 bad actions. This is all. Don't say Yazid is going to hell anyway. Let me help him <laughs> by adding to his crime. No. If he has done 10 things, you cannot say 11. If you have, he has done 1,000, you cannot say 1,001. If he has done this degree, you cannot make it this degree. Because Zul. If Yazid has done something to you, you cannot do Zul to his family. You cannot do Zul to him, you cannot do Zul to his family. This is moral excellence. Now, in this hadith, Imam Sadiq tells us about three things that admit no exception. There are three things that no one has any excuse to disregard them. To be selective. You cannot be selective. You must deliver the trust to good people or bad people. Pious people or vicious people. If someone has given you amana, you must give back. Don't say he's a bad person, I don't give him back. I use it myself. <laughs> or I give it to charity. Some people say, okay, I don't use it myself, I give it to charity. No. When someone gives you something amana, you must give it back. I told you this example when we had akhlaq, of course. That one of the things that really need reflection is how much people of Mecca trusted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. that they called him Amin, Sadiq al-Amin, before he became Prophet. And 13 years of a struggle in Mecca and not believing in him didn't stop people of Mecca in trusting him with their valuables. They didn't believe in him. But if they had something valuable, they left with him. This is a moment that your enemies don't accept maybe your ideas, but they say if we want to leave our valuables with someone, or our family with someone, or our home with someone, this is the best person. And also Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam In those difficult times that, you know, Rasulullah had to migrate and, you know, go to a new world, had to be, you know, hiding, 
himself and you know people who are with him thinking about Lady Fatima who is going to join later all these things didn't stop him thinking about this amount so he asked Amir al-Mu'minin that before you join me, you must give this amanat back. Not just leave it at home and say, you know, everyone goes and take his amanat. No. You must give them back and then join me. Who are these people? These are mushrikin. These are people that may, their men may go after the Prophet to kill him. But this is sign of man of God. Delivering the trance to barrenness, good and pious people, and father and sinful people. Also, be loyal to your covenant, whether for good people or bad people. I have signed a contract, business contract, employment contract, whatever. Whether that person is good or bad, I should observe my word. I cannot say, okay, my boss or my employee is not a good person. So I can disregard or manipulate this contract. No. It doesn't matter who is the other party. Allah is witness. Whenever you are making a covenant to someone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is witness. Don't look at the other party. Maybe he doesn't understand. But you have to be answerable to Allah. He is going to ask you. You have to be kind to your parents, whether they are pious or sinful. You have to be kind to them. You cannot be selective. When we become selective, then it means that you cannot develop a character. Remember this, please. Sometimes people say, for example, we can do ghaybah of those who are not mu'min. Even if in fiqh, some fuqaha say ghaybah of ghayr mu'min is not haram, this doesn't mean that it is okay. If you get used to doing ghaybah of ghayr mu'minin, then you will do Qayba of Mu'minin as well. You must hate Qayba. I don't think any person of honor and dignity would do Qayba. Any person of honor and dignity would tell lies. If we say, here it's okay, there is not okay, then you don't develop that character which is virtuous. And therefore, I think I told you once that 
when it comes to qualities, we don't have any exception. You have to be truthful all the time. Maybe sometimes you cannot tell the truth as an act, but you have to be truthful. A truthful person is truthful, and even if he cannot tell the truth, or God forbid he has to do Torah or, you know, something in that line, he is unhappy. Why I am not able to tell the truth? And a person who is not truthful, even if he says the truth, he has problem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ Munafiqun say, be a witness that you are messenger of Allah. وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُهُ And Allah knows, yes, you are his messenger. But وَاللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ لَقَادِلُونَ but they are liars. Even if they tell the truth, they are liars. Because they don't have the quality. So, if you want to develop qualities of virtue, you should run away from being selective or discriminative. As much as possible. You have to be kind to your parents, regardless of they are good or bad. You have to deliver the trust, regardless whether those people are good or bad. Keep your promises, regardless. In this way, you become a trustworthy person, an honest person. Okay. This is about Rafa, and Rafa is very important. I don't have enough time. Uh, but those who want to go into more details, we had few sessions on this. I hope that. Close to Wafa is obedience. Loyalty to Imam alayhi salam or leadership is very important. If I am with Imam in good days, not in difficult days. If I am with Imam Hussein in Mecca and Medina, but not in Karbala, then this is not loyalty. So loyalty, loyalty and obedience are very closely connected. Let me read for you two hadiths. There is a narrator called Abu Maryam. An Abi Ja'far alayhi salam. He quotes from Imam Baqir alayhi salam. Imam Baqir alayhi salam said, Qala Abi Yawman. My father, means Imam Sadiq alayhi salam, told one day, Wa'indahu ashabuhu. And with him were his companions. Okay? So, so Imam Bagh said, my father, one day, that his companions were with him, and Imam Bagh also was there, said, Man minkum tatibu nafsuhu an ya'akhudha jamaratan fi kaffihi fayumsikaha hatta tatfa. 
Who is able among you and willing among you to take a coal, which is a, with fire, in his hand and keep it till it's cool, becomes cool? The people who were there, all of them were, you know, uh, shocked. They didn't expect, you know. We didn't come here, we came to have a cup of tea and, you know, some dates. Now we didn't come, you know, to hold, hold you know, in our hand. So they were reluctant and just kept silent and afraid. Fagumtu Fakultu, Imam Bakr says, I stood up and said, Ya Abate, Ataamuruni and Afal. Do you command me that I do this for you? Then Imam Sadiq said, Falaisa Iyaka Anaitu. I didn't mean you. Ennama anta minni wa anamik. You are from me, I am from you. We have maximum unity, so I know that you are able to do this. I wanted to see which of these people are obedient and loyal. He repeated this three times, and none of those Shia were ready to do this. ثم قال ما أكثر الوصف وأقل الفعل How numerous or abundant is description and little is action. There are many words but not action. The people of action are not many. I know those who have both. Those who are people of action and words. We need both. Then Imam said, By Allah, it seems as if earth has taken them inside. Means not that many left. So in the time of Imam Sadiq, there were many, many Shia. But Imam says most of them are people of just words, not action. And today is the same. Sometimes people say, you know, millions of people in the world that are saying, Ya Hujjat ibn al-Hassan, Ajjal al-Azhuri. Why Imam is not coming? We never had millions of Shia like today. We didn't have, you know, so many centers and institutions. Yes, Alhamdulillah. But how much we have progressed in actions. Words are, yes, we can say, have grown. 
But what about action? <coughs> there is another hadith from Imam Kazim alayhi salam. Lemusabne Bakrel Wasati. لو ميزت شيعتي لم أجدهم إلا واصفة If I examine my Shia I would not find them except that they just speak You know it's very difficult to pass an exam that Imam Qasim salam, is preparing. <laughs> you can, you know, easily pass exam that maybe your teacher or, you know, a local alim is testing you. But if Imam Qasim is going to give you certificate, it's not easy. If Imam Mahdi is going to pass you, it's not easy. So he says, if I am going to examine them, I would not find them except they are just wasif. They just describe. If I am going to filter them from 1,000, only one would remain. So maybe in London, if we have, I don't know how many Shia, I don't know, I don't think anyone knows. But anyway, maybe if we are going to be tested, at the end, 10 people, 12 people, 14 people at the end would remain, if you are lucky. وَلَوْ قَرْبَلْتُهُمْ لَمْ يَبْقَ مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا مَا and if I am going to filter, no one will remain except those that are for me. It's those that I already know them and they belong to me. Then he said, إِنَّهُمْ مَتَّكَوْ عَلَى It has been long time that they have been enjoying sitting on the sofas. Just lying back and relaxing. To be Shia like is not like this. You sit and you know you have your you know tea and biryani and say mashallah. <laughs> The Shia of Ali is the one whose words and actions match and confirm each other. If you are a person that your family members, your colleagues, your classmates say this person is honest, inshallah you are likely to be a Shia. 
Because what you say and what you do are the same. But not that you say, I am truthful and honest. Your family, your friends, your colleagues, believers and non-believers all say you are honest. Then inshallah it means that Allah also would accept your honesty. But if only yourself you say or your friends say, it's not enough. Everyone should say. People who are not biased should say. So loyalty, especially loyalty with respect to our virtues and values and our imam is very important. And now you realize what made companions of Imam Hussain very special. First of all, they knew that there is no chance of gaining anything from dunya, no hope for dunya. Second, even no hope of surviving. Not only they are not going to have any booties or any power or position, they didn't think that Imam is going you know, to become a Khalifa or governor and gives them some job or money, no. And even Imam on many occasions said, no one is going to survive. Thirdly, in the night of Ashura even, he said, you can go. And even, I think, in my understanding, if I'm not mistaken, I think in order to encourage them, he said, take some of my family members and go, so that they don't feel bad. Say, okay, we are going and taking. But they didn't leave him. And some of them said, if we are killed again and again and again, we are not going to leave. And this was not just words. Because for them it was now very crystal clear. If you or me were there, just some 70 men and thousands of enemies surrounding us, it was no you know, way to think that there is any chance of surviving. And then Imam salam said, لا أعلم أصحابا أبرر وأوفى من أصحاب. I don't know of any companions who are better and more loyal than my companions. As a group, maybe if you consider one person, maybe Salman was very loyal for. If you were person, one person, maybe Ammar was very. But among companions of prophets, Imam, in the history, there were always mixed group of people. Some loyal and some, but companions of Imam Hussein were all loyal at the peak of loyalty. This makes them very special. And look at Allah's 
gratitude because Allah is very grateful from that day till end of dunya Allah keeps them always with Hussein and Ali any mu'min who is remembering Imam Hussein remembers them who is saying salam to Imam Hussein says salam to them because they were loyal and for sure, Imam is loyal. There is a story that Mullah Mohsen Faisa Kashani Rahmatullah He says, I was wondering why Imam Hussain says that I don't know any companions more loyal than my companions. Because we have had other loyal commands. Of course, as I said, a mom must have meant as a group, without exception. Anyway, he had this question and then he had the dream. He saw in his dream that it is day of Ashura. And Imam Hussain is uh, going to say his prayer and he wants to stand in front of Imam to protect him. As you know, two people stood in front of Imam so that he and other people can say prayer. It is said that Mullah Mohsen says, in my dream I saw an arrow is coming. When arrow was coming close to me, I bent. And it hit my mom. He says, I felt very bad and you know, ashamed of myself. And I stood up perhaps, say, okay, at least I can stop the next arrow. But the next arrow came, it same happened. Because these are not things that you can control if you have not built the character. Yeah? When the pressure comes, you run away. No matter how much you have promised yourself, you know, if you have not achieved the quality, when the time of test and trial comes, you disappear. So he says, after that dream, I realized that why they are the most loyal companions. So, the question now for us is, are we working hard to make ourselves loyal helpers for Imam Mahdi al Sharif? Or we are there as long as nothing threatens us. But if threats come, we disappear. If pressure comes, we disappear. This is the question. So, loyalty and obedience are very much connected to each other. The other thing, very quickly I say, because we want to have a good discussion tonight, so I will, inshallah, give you enough time, is at the same time that you have to be loyal 
and obedient, you should not be biased. If yes, you should not be biased. Yeah, asabiya taasub. And you know, to have this together with right balance is not easy. Because sometimes people become too biased and you know, too kind of passionate about something because they want to be loyal, but then they would start doing injustice to other people, doing wrong things, become exclusivist. So, we have to do justice to everything. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam according to hadith in Kafi says man ta'assaba aw tu'assiba lah faqad khala'a ribqal iman min unqih whoever is biased or for whom bias is observed. So, if I am biased, for example, towards something, or I let people become biased for me, the rope of Iman would be removed from his faith. This is no longer a moment. Because when you are biased, Truth is not important anymore. Hak is not important anymore. We are to be successful. We are to be in higher position. In another hadith, Rasulullah said, and this is very boring, مَنْ كَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ حَبَّةٌ مِنْ خَرْدَلٍ مِنْ عَصَبِيَةٍ if someone has a seed of mustard from bias in his heart, Allah will resurrect him on the day of judgment with Bedouins. Arab doesn't mean Arabs. Arab means Bedouins. Yeah? Those people who lived outside uh, cities and they were not educated and they had, you know, normally very harsh akhlaq, <laughs> ignorant. Al-A'rabu ashaddu kufran wa nifaqan wa ajdalu an la ya'lamu hududa ma anzalallah or qalat al-A'rabu amanna qul lam tu'minu This is not Arab, it's A'rab, it's different. They were very biased. And you know, for example, they were very biased about their own tribes. If they had issue with another tribe, they were happy to kill them and destroy them and loot them. Very biased. Rasulullah says, if a Muslim also, if a believer also, any person has like mustard seed, of bias. 
Maybe the reason is that this would not remain that little. Little by little, that seed would grow. Bias is very bad. Maybe I told you this story previously. There were two people. Each of them was biased towards their own scholar, their own alien. This was going to this mosque, and this was, for example, going to Alama. Or this was, you know, following this merger, that one was following another merger. And they had bias. So, they were praising their own Imam, their own, you know, Alim. But indeed, they were praising themselves. It looks like they are praising someone, but indeed they are praising themselves. Anyway, after mentioning merits which they had, maybe had or didn't have, then one of them said, look, I heard from your Alam that he himself said our Alam is more knowledgeable than him. You know what he said? He said he's stupid, he doesn't understand, he knows better. <laughs> because it was not important whether he is more knowledgeable or not, what he says, his opinion, no. Because it's my alam has to be better. No matter what he thinks, no matter what is the reality, my alam must be better than your alam. Why? Because I have to be better. This is bias. If it comes to anything damages, It comes to religion, it comes to, I don't know, community, to anything. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Laysa minna man da'a ila asabiyyah. Is not one of us the one who calls for bias? وَلَيْسَ مِنَّا مَنْ قَاتَلَ عَلَىٰ عَصَبِيَّةِ Is not one of us the one who fights over this. وَلَيْسَ مِنَّا مَنْ مَاتَ عَلَىٰ عَصَبِيَّةِ And it's not one of us who dies on this condition, in this condition. Not only if you fight over it, even if you die with this, you are not considered as a follower of Prophet. Imam Zainul Abedin was asked about Asabiyyah. He said, Al-Asabiyyatu allati ya'thamu alayha sahibuha The bias that if you have it, you will be considered as a sinful person. An yara rajulu shirara qawmihi khayran min khayara qawmin akharin. If you see bad people of your group better than good people of another group, bad people of our group better than good people of another group, 
This much is simple. If you do based on that other thing, then you can see it becomes even more. ليس من العصبية أن يحب الرجل قوم. It's not a kind of bias if you love your people. Just to love your people is not bias. ولكن من المعصية أن يعين قوم على الظلم. But bias is that you help your people for zulm. So everyone can love his people. Everyone can love his country. Everyone can love his community. Everyone can love his leader, his alim, his religion, but no bias. So that you close your eyes, you don't see the truth, you don't see the, the measures, you don't see differences, you just say, no, the one that I associate to is the best of the best forever. This is wrong. So, we have a difficult but sacred work to do. It's difficult. But if you want to become a true Shia, it's not easy. If you want to be resurrected Muhammad and other Muhammad, it's not something easy. It's worth any efforts. To develop obedience, loyalty, strong sense of belonging, identity, but without bias. You may think these are very difficult to have together, maybe this contradictory. How can I be very strong and not biased? No, actually, these are not contradictory. If you approach from the right angle, actually, they are all connected with each other. If you get rid of ego, everything will be sorted out. If ego is not there, you become loyal. Because people are not loyal when they are selfish. And are interested in selfish gain. People are not obedient because they are selfish. People are biased because they are selfish. In the end of the day, everything goes back to ego. Every bad thing. And every good thing goes back to getting rid of, rid of ego. You have a choice to make. One fundamental choice. You have to choose between ego and haq. Whole life is this. All 124,000 prophets, all imams, all awliyaullah, whatever they said, if you summarize it in one sentence, is this. Either you go for truth, or you go for your ego. If you go for truth, then Allah is the absolute truth. And then your relation with other people, everything will be sorted out. If you don't go for truth and say, I am more important, truth should come as I dictate. All problems start.
At the beginning, it looks easier that instead of committing also to truth, I just do what I like. It seems easier. But actually, it's more and more challenging. It's like what? It's like, for example, there is a road which is planned and everyone can go and drive safely. You say, I don't want to go from this road. I want to go from this direction because it goes to, for example, trees and jungles. So you avoid the path because it's more beautiful or you want to be alone, you want to, for example, be free. But after a few, you know, kilometers, you see, then there is no road. You have to go up top to the hills, come down, go to valleys, there are rocks, there are trees, there are rivers. There is fire, then you start cursing yourself, you know, why I didn't, you know, choose the road which was, you know, designed, there were signposts, there were police, there were other people on the road, there was light, but it can be too late. So, the path of serving our ego looks easy at the beginning, but it would become very clear that's full of problems. The path towards hack looks at the beginning difficult, but the more you go to that path, you see, it becomes easier and easier. For another example, suppose a person, when he's bored, they say, you know, we don't want to get for him, you know, ID. Because then, in future, for example, government, you know, says, you know, you have to go to military service, you know, you, you know, sometimes in the past, in some countries, they used to do this. He has to go to military service, he has to, I don't know, pay tax or whatever. We don't register him. Or, for example, I don't want to go to school. I pay money and buy certificates. But can you for all your life just cheat? Maybe initially it looks easy. I don't go to a school or I don't even register myself with any office because I don't want to be responsible. I don't want to be called. I don't want you know, anyone be watching me. Okay, maybe a few days, maybe a few months, maybe a few years, but not for all your life. It's not working. So we have to choose. Either we follow our selfish desires or we follow the truth. Be an instrument for truth. I am sure if we follow the truth, we will just see more and more ease more and more light, more and more peace. This is especially a person who wants to be helper of 
Hujja of Allah should commit himself or herself. Because you cannot serve a Hujja of Allah, a sign of Haq, if there are even traces of falsehood in you. It's impossible. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us in this struggle, which if, inshallah, we succeed, it's worth any difficulty and any pain. But if God forbids, if you fail in this struggle, no achievement in life would benefit. This is the most important struggle, and we ask Allah to help us in this. The Barakat Muhammadin wa Ali Muhammad. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alam.